It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic, your favorite podcast where your dumb friends talk about your favorite team. Or podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry about that. My tongue is tied today. And of course, I am VA. I'm here with Nick. Good evening. And Tim. Hello, hello. Yes. Uh, hopefully, Jeff will be with us for the next one. He's still somewhere in Ontario and not at home. There you go. Oh, yeah. So this week, in a brave new experiment, I actually have my microphone plugged in and the software accepting that this is the microphone I'm going to use last couple of weeks because I have not been podcasting all summer. I didn't really check all this stuff and I kept editing going, why does it sound so bad? I mean, it didn't sound bad, but to me, it sounded bad. So I've got it plugged in. I'm using my microphone. I feel so proud of myself today for such a dumb little thing so yay <laughs> last week i i acted like i was talking into a microphone the microphone was right here but no no it was not that's it's actually kind of funny annoying but funny <laughs> it is it is it's annoying it's it, and it is funny and it, we can laugh at it in in hindsight you know it is not the worst thing that i've ever done I mean, I can think of my wedding invitations and the uh, setting out the, you know, RSVPs and not noticing that instead of short ribs, it said short robs. <laughs> so to this day, whenever I encounter short ribs, we talk about short robs. <laughs> and I, Rob oh, well, let me tell you, what, what was that? Rob Schneider, short robs. Mm. Short robs. <laughs> I'm telling you. I I got so many people emphasizing the Rob part of the short robs for me um, instead of short ribs after the wedding or during the, the RSVP process. Anyway, the point is I've done dumber things and uh, gotten away with it. So here we go. We're back to podcasting as normal with a working microphone and I'm not going to have to shout from across the room, which, <laughs> which is what I just intend unintentionally do anyway. So, okay. So guys, yes. we've actually have had games, real honest to goodness games, real honest to goodness roster, whole big ceremony before the first game. And we even did somebody a courtesy. We gave the number one overall pick of 2022, another generational talent. We gave him his first goal. <laughs> and now he is tied with Linus Allmark all time in goal scored. So good for him. Yeah, he was uh, at the end of that game. He was absolutely tied with Linus Allmark, that offensive powerhouse. First of all, did you catch any of the ceremonial stuff? I mean, they had a lot of people there. I did after the fact. Okay. Because, uh, well, I don't have t any way to watch TNT. So uh, I watched it on a pirate stream and they cut that entire portion out. They're like, you don't need that shit. Yeah. 
But after the fact, I watched it on, I think, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was fun. It was great. It was cool to see to see players from my childhood. <laughs> Mainly Bergeron and Krejci. <laughs> <laughs> and Chara. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. How can I forget Chara? And actually, in, in, in Tuca. Bork? Did you? Bork? Tim Thomas. Timmy. He's not a captain, but he's, he was there. I, I got to tell you, it was so good to see Timmy T. I don't agree with his politics, and I don't want to talk about that. But honestly, to see him up and moving again, and he moved back to Vermont, of course, and he was helping out with the rebuilding efforts after all the flooding. So to see him back in a place where he is very well known and liked up in Vermont, obviously, he went to the uh, to UVM. So, right. so, you know, he knows that area and it's, and Vermont's nice. You can be yourself in Vermont. It, it was just, it's so good to see him because he struggled a long time with his, yep. his neurological health and his, uh, and his mental health too, because that wears on you. So it was just so good to see him there participating in activities. So I was, I was really happy to see that. I was not a big Bruins fan at that point. I did watch the 2011 championship, obviously, because I'm not a monster. But, you know, it was just really good to see him. So, and so good to see the previous players. I feel like I see Rick Middleton, like, all the time, because I swear to God, almost every game I go to at the Garden, I see him at least once or twice hanging out in an elevator lobby or something like that, which, lucky me. (laughs) That's, That's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it was just really good to see everybody. It, um, I'm Willie O'Ree was from home, and I'm like, you get to a certain age, you can do whatever you want. Johnny Busick, I was really, really hoping he'd have something that he could just hand off and just be like, I'm done. But they had him. He walked, and they. I'm like, get him seated. He doesn't need to stand. <laughs> he, again, you get to a certain age. Yeah. I'm like, you, you can do whatever you want. So that was really nice to to see all the old players. I what I really loved was seeing the children and grandchildren of the deceased players, the you know important players in Bruins history, coming in and and being the the placeholder because you know they are the future generation of of that player. So I, I really like seeing that too. And of course, they had the big gala the the next night. I haven't watched any of the selection of the all centennial team and whatever. We can talk about that later, because quite frankly, until I watch it, I don't really know everything yet. But yeah, I, it was good to see all of the, all the old guys. And it was really nice to see Bergeron. And can I tell you one thing about Bergeron? What's that? He does not look vaguely emaciated in his face. You know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like when you're training... Like you're like two or three percent body fat, and his face is a little bit fuller. Not, I'm not saying anything about his weight. I'm just saying his face just doesn't look as gaunt. He has a chance to actually retain his water and not sweat it out immediately. I know. <laughs> I mean, depending on how ragged the kids are running him, right? Right, right. <laughs> it's true. I I will say it was cool to see the old players. They missed a few in my mind, but like they who? were never going. Oh, you know, like 
the captain of the team when I fell in love with the team, oh. Jason Allison. Mm. That would have been cool to see him come back. Everyone would have been like, who the hell is this guy and why is he here? But I would have loved it. And, you know, he only spent a half a season with them, but Eric Weiners would have been cool to see him come back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know I told you that one time when I was in Vegas for the, the, uh, the Bruins' first game in Vegas. I did see somebody wearing an Allison jersey, right? I did. I did. It was great. Number 41. Yep. Um, and, you know, of course, there's Wayne Cashman, who was also a captain at one point. He's decided he wanted nothing to do with any of the centennial things. Possibly because he felt like he was snubbed. Uh, because he would have obviously wanted to been up in the rafters, too. But, uh, you know, and I can understand. It's like... They put Terry O'Reilly up in the uh, rafters and not him, you know, so I can understand why he'd be a little pissed off, but uh, say Levy, right? And he was also an uh, uh, assistant coach with the Bruins for a bit, too. Yeah, well, he, you know, he, he didn't want to come back for any of the stuff, so he didn't. Maybe he will one day want to hopefully it won't be too late i hope so that happened to uh carlton fisk and the red Sox for a while um because he didn't appreciate the way there it ended there because he ended up playing he might have actually played like he's known for a lot of the stuff he did for the red Sox, but i think he actually played more years for the white Sox. so um and when the Red Sox didn't re-sign him, there was a lot of animosity there. And uh, he actually wore the number 72 for the White Sox because it was the opposite of his number with the Red Sox. Oh. But they ended up mending fences, and of course his number is retired and stuff like that for the Red Sox. So I'm glad that they did. So hopefully, same case, they mend fences and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Is Carlton Fisk still alive? Yep, I think so. I don't think he passed yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like sometimes you just don't think about somebody for a while and then you think about them. Okay. Well, I won't. Uh, I don't, now I need to know. I'm sorry. I just. Okay. This yeah, is- I was I was Googling it, too. I was like, I, I didn't think. It's not Carolyn. Come on, phone. <laughs> Okay, seventy-five. Oh wow, he old. <laughs> yeah, he. Well, I, he he played from like I want to say sixteen nineteen sixty-nine to like nineteen ninety-three or something like that. And he hit one he, home run in nineteen ninety-three. Oh really? I didn't realize he hit one home run. Yeah, he he was. Uh, Played for a long Says time. Right here. Huh? <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a but, long time. Yeah, he played forever. One of the best catchers of all time. Yep, and the Red Sox didn't want him. So, okay, good job, good job, Red Sox. That was before John Henry. Oh boy. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. He. That was a mistake. 
Yeah, because he played for he played for the Red Sox in 1969, but then um, 1971 to 1980, and then he was with the White Sox from 81 to 93. Yeah, wasn't he like Rookie of the Year or something? Uh, I think so. Yep. Yeah, he did. 1972 Rookie of the Year. All right, all right. Well, let's get back to the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, about them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could have a potential rookie of the year on the Bruins right now. Matthew Patois. I'm just, you know what, guys? I've decided this week, this is what I'm going to call him. I'm not calling him Potsy because no. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that nickname. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to call him. Ready? I'm calling him okay. Maddie Potts. Maddie Potts, not Maddie Ports. We know that that's a writer. Maddie Potts. Don't you think that sounds good? Maddie Potts. It's almost like one big name. Maddie Potts. It's like Maddie Potts. It sounds very, very Boston. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Maddie Potts. Yay. Come have a beer. Oh, no, you're too young. Um, <laughs> I Something tells me many 19-year-olds drink in Boston, but that's just a just a hunch. Uh, yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> um, not in the south. We're we're angels. Oh, okay. I, I think there. I think there are definitely a few, maybe one or two universities in the Boston area where that might be a thing on campus. Maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, when he goes back to Canada, he can totally drink beer and wine. So, you know, it's true. Uh, because you can do that at like, I think you. I I want to say sixteen, or seventeen. Definitely eighteen. I think Canada's. I thought Canada was eighteen. Uh, I know the answer to this because I went to Canada, and I wasn't quite drinking age there. Okay. I was one month away. Nineteen. Okay. All right. Well, Maddie Maddie Potts on the Canadian road trip. If he makes it there, can drink on the road trip. Also, the won't. the smoking age there as well. Well, we don't want Maddie Potts to smoke. No, we don't. But if no. he wants to have a nice cigar, he can. Victory cigar. Okay, sure. Still not good for you, but whatever. You know what? I, I'm not policing people anymore. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, Matty Potts is uh, on the team. He has now played two games. He has seven more to go before they make a decision and i will just say that i let's try that again i'll say that i did watch behind the b when they uh the second episode was just they were discussing what they were going to do with patra maddie potts what they were going to do with maddie potts and basically montgomery and sweeney had agreed that they were going to keep him at least the nine games Sweeney said, we can stretch that out as much as you want, hmm. but they're they're going to keep him. And that's really good. And to tell you the truth, I know it's a very, very small sample size. But I am all for keeping him for more than nine games now because he looks a lot more poised than he has any right to look. In my opinion. He, he wins face-offs. Yep. Gets in the dirty areas. Yep. Mm-hmm. The first game, he cross ice to to Carlo, 
who took the shot. And then, of course, it was Freddie who was there to to basically deflect it in because it was going to go wide. I mean, that. He didn't think hard about this. He just did it. I was I was talking to to my husband about this the other night. I'm like. The beauty of Patrice Bergeron was that he he looked like he made it look so easy. He didn't. Mm -hmm. He looked like he wasn't thinking too hard about what he was doing. He was just doing. He just, it was instinct. He just did it. And Charlie Coyle, who is now in his, in his, his space where he would be. It's like Charlie's, the, you can see the gears working in his head, trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And it's not happening as easily as it would with Bergeron. It's not to say, I'm not trying to disrespect Charlie Coyle. I'm just saying of the two games I've seen so far, that top line looks a little impotent to me. And it's not because of any one. Well, no, it is because of one player. I think that Charlie Coyle, I, I really, it's not, it, it's not his line. I'm trying to be diplomatic here because I like Charlie Coyle, but I, I honestly think if he were down there on the third line, you know, centering, uh, who is it? Frederick and Geeky. Mm hmm that that's a better space for him. And I I did see that Maddie Potts was centering the line in practice today with uh Brad and um Jake. And I I want to see it. I want to see it now. Well, Thursday. Uh, no, so, yeah, Thursday. You know? Is that a 1030 game? It is. Yep. It's a game that you're gonna watch the next day. Yes. Yes. So that's um even I'm looking at that way because I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch that game at that time. <laughs> Not on a school night. Oh. I mean, the beautiful thing is like you can watch those on like um on demand on ESPN mm -hmm. plus. Cause that's what I did today for the Nesson thing, uh, or for the Nesson game from Saturday night. Um I have Nesson 360 because I'm like, why not? I get it for free. Because Spectrum, of the, yeah. Yeah, for the cable provider. So I get it, except that it sometimes doesn't want to work <laughs> <laughs> on our Rokus. So I'm just like, okay. And so I'm like, I could deal with this, which I'm going to have to, because at some point I'm going to be tucking in Boomer mm. and watching a game. So I need to have that on. And I mean, the good thing is we're going to have to, we have this uh, one basic cable box that is not HD. It's just this little thing. And it, it died this past week. So I'm going to turn it in. And I'm not going to get a new one because I'm like, I've got all these streaming things. I don't need this. I don't watch it. So anyway, that's not really important. The important thing is, is that uh, you can catch the replay at a time that's convenient for you. And I think that's, if you can stay away from the score or even if you know what the score is, then you can just watch the game and not worry about what's happening. You know, like, because I rewatched the, uh, the Nashville game tonight and I was like, okay, I know what happens in this game. So I could just sit here and just look at what Matty Potts is doing. And I can look and see, uh, you know, what this person's doing. What is the fourth line doing, you know, and not really uh, have to worry about the results. You know, because I find sometimes it's hard for me to do that because I'm just like, I'm anticipating, 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 and it's hard to relax. But anyway, let's talk about the first game. 
Now, did we all see it? Yes. Well, okay. I, I'm only speaking. The whole world saw it. We all saw it. Everybody in the whole world saw it. Yeah. It was the most popular single game in the universe, actually, because it was it was on interdimensional cable. So obviously very popular. That game was very confusing to me because of all the new moving parts. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I haven't watched hockey in a while. Yeah. And so yeah. I mean it what's really funny is that I did actually watch the uh the game the night before uh the Penguins uh Blackhawks game. And Blackhawks are really tough to play against. They may not be the best team in the league. They may not have all of the best players, but they've got some good players. And they're frisky. Yeah, they were frisky. They won that game against uh the penguins penguins looked old i guess they are the oldest team median age uh, uh or mean age but um yeah adding carlson doesn't help that oh my god i the the, the freaking espn people okay they were like sitting there the ray ray ferraro is talking about uh the importance of eric carlson as a defenseman oh you're not gonna get that puck by D- carlson i'm like no carlson's good with the puck on his stick any other time he is very fallible mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he's he, especially now at his age of 31 to 345 i don't know how old he is 31 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 doo, 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 you could he's... tell me literally 30 whatever and i would believe you he's <laughs> he's, he's 30 12 exactly (laughs) yes of course he is we all know that yeah yeah my point is is like the the upstart chicago blackhawks beat them and and looked like the whole time they were going to beat them and they did so that was fun and of course and i was like shit this team's coming in to play the bruins and the Bruins are young in some places and very old in others, so this will be fun. Um, but the, the Bruins did manage to hold off uh, the Blackhawks, but the Blackhawks did a lot of like that whole like, uh, hey, let's get our sticks in the way. And uh, oh, and the Bruins um, look like they had barely played together at times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the line blender was uh, working early. It's gonna after the first game. I said it's gonna take a little bit of time for this team to really gel, and we all know that, and we have to be patient with that because there are new pieces, very very veteran pieces, but new pieces. So it's it's gonna take a a little bit for me to get used to that. But again, like I said, Matty Potts looked good in his first game. He got an assist in his first game. Right. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Now, sure. Um, Bedard started off the scoring first period. You know, five thirty-seven in, and with uh, help from Taylor Hall and Ryan Donato, two former Bruins. I mean, yeah. you couldn't have written a better script there. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's really wonderful. I have to say to see Uncle Nick. Not this, not you, Uncle Nick, but Uncle Nick oh. Foligno. 
okay. um, with Connor Bedard. He's got a little spring in his step too, but he's you know he's watching over the the young young one. And apparently Nick Foligno sat on the bench and watched the whole ceremony pregame ceremony by himself. Oh, I know. It's like come on over, come watch over with us, you know. But they didn't do that. But so also, yeah. I will. I do remember during watching the broadcast them talking about the Blackhawks getting Nick Foligno and how they signed him and all these teams wanted him. And in my head, I was like, he was traded. What are they talking about on this broadcast? Well, and I mean, no- he, he was, well, he was signed before the, the free agency that, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I mean, I, I heard that too. And I was like, what are they talking about? But I, I, yeah. I, I hate TNT. So, so do I. I don't like the broadcast. I mean, I yes, they that. brought in Brian Boucher, but that's not enough to make me like it. No, he doesn't talk enough for me to like it. No. If they went to if they if he if he was one of the main guys, then maybe. But he's just between the glass. My people, I, I look. You got to bring in Dave Gosher and Brian Boucher. That would be my two team my my my, uh my broadcaster and play-by-play those are the guys i want because they did an excellent job on nbc sports that time when they just decided to ignore what was going on on the ice because the game was it's in garbage time you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they were talking about rhode island things so yes that's what i require (laughs) but anyway um yeah, he he came over to TNT to take over for Jonesy, but I can't stand, I I can't stand the the pandering to to Olchek and Olchek just hating the Bruins. I I just ugh, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like the TNT crew. It was also nice in that game though to see uh, Luch got an assist. That was cool. Oh my god. And, that was and cool. um uh in this in the celebration uh pasta said welcome back. <laughs> they have like they they show him and pasta hugging and there's a video on the Bruins Twitter where pasta's like welcome back, welcome freaking back or something Aww. like that. And it was really fucking cool. Okay, first of all, when when he saw Luch chucking towards him there was like this little like look in his eyes like oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna die <laughs> dude i forgot how just massive luchich is yes very much so i mean i don't know what his stats are yeah but big boy he, yeah he's got to be at least like 217 or something right uh on the Probably. bruins i think they have him listed at 233 Oh, I'm gonna take a look. I'm um, a good also, it. was it Beecher that had his first fight in the game too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny too because I I remember I remember this because Beecher went to the um into the penalty box and he looked at the penalty box uh, operator and he and he smiled and he was like first one. Apparently, Luch is going to give him some fighting tips. That's that's what I heard too. Um, yeah, Luch is listed at six three two thirty six. 
I was close. Line. You were very close. Um, yeah, he's and, a middle linebacker on the ice. Mm-hmm. And if you were wondering, is he the heaviest of the of the players? Your answer would be yes. Okay. Yes, In second he is. place, probably Lindholm. Mm-mm. Charlie McAvoy. No. Oh wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nope, you're right. It is Lindholm. Lindholm is a two twenty four. Yeah. Oh, he's a big boy too. Uh oh my God, Carlo is only two seventeen. I mean, he is skinny. Isn't hockey players aren't as beefy as they they used to be. It because I don't mean to open a, a can of worms. I'm not actually I'm not complaining about it. The game just isn't as physical because why be physical when you can just skate around the guy, and you you don't need that sort of uh, beef. But when you got it, it's certainly fun to use, mm-hmm. fun to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lindholm is two twenty four, and then you have people at two eighteen, including mm-hmm. Charlie Coyle and Patrick Brown. Uh, so yeah, okay. Yeah, so you were right. It was Hampus Lindholm. He is a beefy boy. More lean muscle in the NHL. Yeah. Well, yes. 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 That was a really cute moment between Pasta and Luch. And then, of course, Pasta had an empty knitter at the end. 1904. Of the third period. Just to make this game just out of reach. So, that was good. So good way to get back on the ice. Uh, yeah, nice to see the rigatoni rocket is in full <laughs> is in full scoring form. Um, and uh, you know, uh, faceoffs sixty three percent in this game combined. Yeah, not bad. yeah, that's not bad. I didn't look at individual stats. I did listen to the hockey show this weekend, and they basically said that um, for Maddie Potts to stay, he has to be strong on the dot. And uh, for Johnny Beecher to actually stay as well, he has to be strong on the dot, which uh, he is. He is. Even on Saturday, he was he was pretty good. That That's good. It, it, these guys are hungry and they want it. And, uh, you know, they're going to make mistakes. But basically, right now, it looks pretty good. And we just talked about the first game. That's that's one thing I do kind of like about this team is there's a lot of young guys kind of trying to make their mark on the team, especially in the uh, forwards and stuff. So I kind of it's it's something that we're not used to really, because we haven't had that in a while. But you have like you know Lauko and uh, Patra and Beecher and these guys are trying to kind of put their stamp on things. Right. I kind of like it. Right. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's it's necessary for us to do that now because. You know, the team has to start turning over mm-hmm. um, and it we can't just keep getting free agents sign. We got to bring our own guys up through the ranks. And it's hard sometimes to want that because we're so used to the same players and their playing styles and this history of success, whether it's getting to the final or just like having really good years. So it's it's hard. And for a sentimentalist like me, I have to abandon that and just be like, I, I want to be real about the new guys. 
especially the young guys. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I want to be like right in the middle where it's like, okay, criticism where it's warranted and praise where it's warranted. Just right there. That's where I want to be. So uh, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but you know, of course I want Maddie Potts to work, you know, because then I can keep saying Maddie Potts. And I coined it. One thing I will say is a lot of times when teams do that, because obviously the Bruins had to, to step take a step back with doing that, but they also cap the cap necessitated that as well. So it was kind of a combination of things. However, I think the one thing the Bruins did well is they built the team from the back end forward. So the back end is strong. Defense is strong. Goaltending is strong. And I think teams that need to kind of turn over their forwards have more success doing so when they have stronger defense. And that way, that way it kind of, it kind of eases those offensive players in because I mean, if you're not going to score as many goals, you want to stop as much as you can. Right. And that's basically what the Bruins are kind of putting it as a philosophy. If we're not going to score as much, we're going to stop as much as possible. Right. Right. I have a, a couple of thoughts on that. Uh, one that is the hallmark of a Bruins team is it not it is true I mean think about how many of our retired numbers are defensemen just because we've always been strong on defense and and I like that I I, as a person who enjoys defense you know yeah yes I'd say the Bruins probably have they have the best defenseman of all time and then another another guy in the top five yeah put I would put Lindstrom above Bork. I'm sure there's a couple of others people can argue, but we'll say, yeah, Bork's in the top five. Not one or two, but in the top five. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Orr ruined it for everybody, but he also made it a much more exciting position for mm-hmm. everybody. So he was a trailblazer, really. and And that's great. But then, even if you go even further back, Eddie Shore and yep. Brad Park and these guys played for the Bruins as well. So I mean, yeah, the the defense has just always kind of been a a staple of a Bruins team. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, poor Espo being traded for Brad Park. <laughs> yeah, but it was good to see Espo too and Brad Park at, at these things. You know? Esposito looked really good. I liked his, oh my God, uh, his yeah. uh, goatee. Yeah, he's... he's living it up in Florida. He's yeah. having a good time. Oh, that's right. Is he still working for the Lightning? Yeah, he I think he does radio. Yeah. Yeah, I think he does radio. I it's... mean, he, he was a founder. It always blows me like, yeah, you want to know who started the Tampa Bay Lightning? Phil Esposito, who was their first yeah. coach and GM. Phil Esposito. He was awful. Yeah. But he started the team. And he, he, now he does radio for me. You, you think you'd be bitter after you get fired like that? You start the team and they tell you to take a hike. No, good guy. No, no, uh, no. He looks great. What can you say? He's mm-hmm. he, he's doing the right things, taking care of himself well. What am I trying to say? So okay, so Boston, you know, defense is their their hallmark basically, and then two. This week, there have been a lot of people shitting on Derek Forbert. You can love him. You can hate him, whatever. But there is a role there for him in this defense. If we want to be a strong defense, you got to have the stay-at-home guys. You do. Carlos pushing up into the rush. That's great. He's uh, 
bombing it from the blue line. Fantastic. Love it. You know, but you also have to have your guys who are stay at home types. And I'm going to tell you on Saturday night, Derek Forbert bailed out Carlo a couple of times on the PK. And on the PK, he's, he's a puck magnet. It just, he blocks so many Mm -hmm. shots. Right. Uh, Like it just, it just seems to always find him. He's always in the right spot. And that's the other thing. Guys who are in the right spot a lot of the time get overshadowed because you're not doing anything spectacular. You're just doing what you're supposed to do. And people kind of look see that as as a negative for some reason because they're not flashy. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. I think that's part of the reason. I think that's part of the hate for Forbert is because of that. Right. Here's a here's the thing. A block shot is a shot that didn't make it on goal. Mm-hmm. So if he blocks 12 shots, that's 12 shots that didn't make it on goal. Tell me how that's bad. Exactly. Please tell me how it's that's not. bad. Um, so it's great. You know, uh, look, I like forward. I love his dog. Okay. But I'm just saying <laughs> there, there is a rule. Uh, there, there is a role for him on this defense. Everybody on this defense has a specific role. And uh, Saturday night, some players who I expect more out of because I've seen them for years now were not playing as well as they should have. And then other players that people kind of shit out on all the time were doing the work. Yep. McAvoy, I have no complaints about him on Saturday night. Lindholm looked wrong. There was something off with him. I, now I'm not just talking about the interference to penalty, which was an interference penalty, no matter how much the people at the garden didn't want to say it was. I, I was there at the garden on, on Saturday because Ben sent me tickets. This is what he said. Lol, I'm in Spain. Go bees. He didn't ask me if I wanted them. He just sent them to me. And then he told me <laughs> later, he's like, um, if you can use them, it's great. If not, give them to someone else. I'm like, nice. okay. So I went with Kate. And basically, you know, there are times where you just sit there and it's like, I I get the idea that if somebody hits Patra, Maddie Potts, somebody hits Maddie Potts, you want to be very upset about that. And yes, there was one penalty that they should have called that they didn't. But I was just sitting there and like, you can't be like, where's the penalty when you, you got to tell me what that penalty was. Because I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, that's a that's a hit, it's a check, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was one where his stick got held. That should have been called because they were calling that shit all night. So it's like you don't just not call it there because you were calling it all night. But whatever. To me, I'm just, I'm just like, I I'm not as reactionary anymore. Mm. <laughs> These things. Um, some of the the calls that the refs did or did not make sucked, obviously, but some of them were just like, that's, I can't name what penalty that is. If you can, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a lot. That's the thing with a lot of these uh, hits is like people are like, oh, it's this penalty. Well, show me what, why it's that penalty and people can't really do it. It's just, it's one of those things where I want to, I get mad when Matty Potts gets hit because I don't want him to die. And no. he's young and he's precious. <laughs> oh, and... I, I, yes. The mom inside of me, because that's where she is. The mom inside of me is like, don't you dare hit him. But exactly. 
it's just what it is. But you know, it was the JVR game. Oh yeah, it was the JVR game, which is cool. And I think VA. I want to say it was you that brought it up in the first episode about net front, net net front presence. Well, mm-hmm. there you go. Like that's really what it was for him the entire game. Yeah, uh, his one goal was just luck. The first goal was uh, that he scored uh, because before Sisson scored earlier in the first. But uh, by the time I finally got to the game, that's when the Bruins scored, which was great. Mm. Um, Great. They waited for me. Uh, So it was on the power play and he was right there in front of the net and he, you know, he basically tapped the puck and it went right into Fabro's skates and right off the skates and right in i mean it deflected off of the skates and so we'll take it yeah that's what he's counts. supposed to do See, you know this is me probably just having selective memory but that kind of goal he scored mm-hmm. it, it seems like those are the kind of goals that are scored on the bruins yes uh, yeah how many like uh, on the pk how many times does it go off mcavoy or carlos skate uh, it's nice to have a guy who has made his NHL career after scoring goals like that. Game six, 2013 Stanley Cup final. Puck go, uh, the puck goes off of Andrew Ference's skate into the goal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Great example. Yeah. Or a horrible um, example. Well, <laughs> great example, horrible result. Yes. Um, But in in another way, I think it's kind of I've... revisionist history. I'm kind of glad they didn't go on to a game seven because I think Berkey would have pushed himself to make it. Mm-hmm. And he clearly should not have. He might've died. Yeah. Like legitimately. Or really prematurely ended his career. Yeah. So, yeah. He... So things are the way they should have been. They suck, but we got Berkey for 10 more years. So mm-hmm. that's the way I look at it. And, and we enjoyed all those years. So yeah, because it, he clearly would have tried to do that, and he mm-hmm. had to be hospitalized for a couple of days. So, yeah. no, we don't want that. Yeah, so it, those are the kind of things that happen to the Bruins, and this happened for the Bruins, and it's a really nice thing to see that. And then in the second, oh, my God, the penalty shot. The Rigatoni rocket. Oh, my God, so exciting. Because it's like the difference between a penalty shot and a shootout is this. A shootout at the end of the game, everybody's tired. They want this thing to be over and they're probably not trying their best. I hate to say it. Players don't really like the shootout. And mm-hmm. they did a poll of players and the players said, I'd rather have three on three overtime until the game is over. Okay. So, but they can't do that forever because teams need to do logistics and get on buses and planes and whatnot so they don't do that you know players don't really like the shootout but a penalty shot is another thing Mm -hmm. because it's happening in the game and it's your chance to just go one-on-one with the goalie and by golly pasta was just like you know i'm gonna drag the puck a little bit behind me Right. They uh, somebody I saw something where it's like the angle was like 30 degrees and then he still lobbed it up over the glove glove side. And it's like it was a thing of beauty. Everyone was happy. Everybody was happy except for the Preds. The uh, 
the Linguini was launched, the Rigatoni was rocketed, <laughs> the, the Penny Piss missile. It was it was it was a goal. It was a goal. It was. I'm I'm sure this has been well documented and better stated on professional programming, but besides Pasta's one timer, which is Ovechkin good. What makes him so good, besides his shot being accurate, because every NHLer has an accurate shot. Uh, that's why they're in the NHL. Is his ability to shoot the puck in a manner which fools the goalie. Mm-hmm. He, he's it's it's so deceptive. His his uh, he scored three goals. One was empty netter. The other two were off shots where, I mean, of course the the behind the back no look turn and shoot was incredible on that uh penalty shot but his first goal against uh chicago he was winding up to shoot on one leg dips down slides to the left and then shoots a goalie can't stop that cuz that you've already committed you see him on one leg he's about to shoot no he just jerks to to the left and now uh, the angle is completely different. Goalie has no chance. And you still have to have the ability to just shoot accurately after a move like that. It, it's it's incredible. He's a the, he's a Decepticon. The yeah, the balance and core strength needed to do that is incredible. And um, they actually asked Swayman about the penalty shot, and Swayman said he does that all the time in practice, and it gets me every time. so oh that is what it is i mean just one of those moves okay our our sweet precious baby angel right he is now this is his 10th year yeah his 10th season can you freaking believe that and before the game he got to see his partner rebecca and uh, or his fiance Rebecca and his baby Freya up at the class. Oh, and he got to say hi to her, and he apparently he was nervous. And I'm like, David, you're already her favorite player. You don't need to be <laughs> <Yeah>. nervous. <laughs> and uh, man, I just credit to. I'm giving Swinney some credit here too because. When it was time to get that fucking deal done, he got that fucking deal done. Yep. And when when it's a player that he wants to keep, he gets that fucking deal done. Yep. And it's so good that we don't have to worry about Pasta being anywhere else. Nope, he's ours. It's just it's just really nice. Same with McAvoy. Um, same with Lindholm now. Like when it's a guy. And it's and I guarantee you, it's going to be the same for Swayman. It's going to be the same for the guys they want to keep. When it's guys you want to keep, they get the freaking deal done. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting that two of the the three contracts there are defensive contracts. That's how he decided to build the core from the Smart. defense out. Yep. I mean, he knows he's got the goalie of the future in Swayman. And he's got the reigning Vesna trophy uh, winner and the goalie of now in Ulmark. And Ulmark, 
if Ulmark goes after next year, right? He's made a name for himself. He will have his pick of places. You oh, know? Yeah, for sure. So it's like, uh, so I think this stint with the Bruins was really good for him as well. But I don't want to talk about that stuff right now because that's going to make me sad. So let's not do that. Let's just say that uh, the problem the Bruins had on Saturday night was getting in their own fucking way. Mm. Uh, so many penalties. When... Nashville thankfully went 0 for 7 on the power play. He gave the, them seven opportunities. The Bruins PK is good, but also Nashville's power play is just bad. I'm not complaining. It's like a uh I don't even know. It was just an uncoordinated mess. It was just so bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was terrible lindholm goes for interference brad marchand was in there for like high sticking once uh Lauko got a double minor for high sticking uh because he he hurt my boy on the other team and let me just tell you one thing right now the other team nashville is so fucking annoying now i thought it was annoying with duchene but they they got rid of johansson and they got rid of duchene and they brought in Ryan O'Reilly, who can just go fuck himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck Ryan O'Reilly for a while. And uh, who's the other guy? Oh, it annoys the crap out of me. Tyson Berry? No, not Tyson Berry. Ah. Oh, it's killing me. Oh, I can't remember. I'll have to look. But anyway, they brought in another player that uh, they both annoy the crap out of me. So not really great. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up because I, I had this prepared, but I didn't write it down. And I prepared it in my head. Oh, Nashville is a team. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm going to find this name. Oh! Nyquist. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. God damn it. That guy. I I hated him on the Red Wings. But I really hated when, it, you know, 2019 comes around, he's going to get traded from the Red Wings and he didn't want to be traded to the Bruins. Bruins had interest. He didn't want to be traded there. So he decided to go with the Sharks. How'd that work out? Not great. Not good. Um, could we have used a Nyquist on our team for 2019 when we went to the final? Probably. But Whatever what's past is past but i still don't like him because he uh i feel like he disrespected boston so fuck him you know no i can't i can't agree with that assertion but i understand your point oh no you gotta let go of the sweetness no he's you mean black bear great oh uh... and i'm pretty sure he won a hobie baker with the main black bears if not he was a finalist Mm. remind me i have a story for you after we wrap up this game it, it okay. happened in the pro shop i'll tell you about it in a little bit okay uh yeah okay so uh the bruins basically shot themselves in the foot but thankfully the pp on the nashville predators mm-hmm. let's try it again the power play of the nashville predators is so bad that they did not and the and the bruins penalty kill was good and it yeah. it, it all worked out their their pp may be bad but their penis is great <laughs> uh, why why do you have me on this this podcast I, 
I, I, it's, it, it, it's, it's funny you say this because the guy I want the Bucks to draft in the draft this year, his last name is P. Nix. <laughs> and, I, and I just want I I constantly make with my Bucks fan friends jokes about how I want Phoenix so bad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'll tell you why. Because inside of me there is a 12-year-old boy. Um, but inside of me there's also a 50-year-old woman who acts like she might be about anywhere from 10 to 20 mm. so no i appreciate the the 12 year old boy stuff it's fine cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Susan scored again fuck that guy and uh let's see oh and then jvr uh in the beginning the of tip. the third yep with the tip uh another power play goal so both of them were power play goals for him which was good um he's like net foot front presence that's what we're talking about how weird was it to see marshy in the bumper spot yeah that was really weird yeah mm, he needs to work on that they all need to work on that but no no i missed about the bumper spot hearing brickley say bumper (laughs) i love it i love it it makes me very happy (laughs) he's from melrose yeah Okay, yes, people from Massachusetts have Massachusetts accents, but his accent just shines through perfectly with the bumper. Bumper. I I don't do a good accent, but you know what I want. With the bumper. Yeah, Yeah, the bumper. I'm just so used to it that, you know, it's it's like nothing. Although, I, I just do enjoy a good Boston accent. You don't hear him as much, but yeah, it was good. The bumper. But it, it it was very strange seeing him in that spot. Uh, they need to work on it some more. So with the two goals in this game, uh, the Bruins power play on that night was two for five, which is about 40%. But overall, they are two for eight, Aww. which is about 25%. So, not terrible. Not the greatest, but, you know, uh, their PK, I think, is like, I don't think they've let in any power play yeah. goals, have they? So, they're they're perfect. The knock on the desk. Yeah, so the PK is perfect, but, you know, that will come down at some point. So, yeah, um, Bruins have won both games. They weren't pretty games. Each game had something. Uh, the first game, they weren't so tight. The second game, they were just like wild and very, uh, they they disbehaved. Disbehaved. Misbehaved? Misbehaved. That's, that's <laughs> the word, yes. They disbehaved. No, it's, they misbehaved uh, a lot. So um, lucky that uh, the Preds are not as great yeah uh this game not very good on the dot 42 percent oh yeah that was bad yeah 14 penalty minutes (laughs) uh 
they they got they got away uh they were lucky so now they're out on the road and we'll talk about that in a little bit now the story i wanted to tell you involving maine you didn't know that yes. part now that's the part okay so when i went to the pro shop to help kate get her jersey which we got that all sorted she got a uh ho- a new home sweater with, with pasta with the a so that's good she's good you know she's got that that sweater she'll have that forever we managed to find the right size so i put her in line the line for the the pro shop after the, this game was incredibly long it snaked all the way around the store a couple of times <laughs> so i i found your hat and had that conversation with you tim while i was yep. searching for a, a price tag for kate's uh thing so i gave her another jersey with the price tag and i sorted out the whole hat thing for you yes i found i found tim's hat i was like i don't remember what it looks like but i'm hoping that when i see it i'll remember and i did and actually tim they had a lot of the hats so that's okay that's fine i got it so i'm in line and i am a sociable person so i was speaking to the people in line with me not the people in front of me the people behind me because you know it's what i do and they were from maine uh from oh, Bath, yeah maine well, i have to go there next week okay okay so they were uh they were from maine and uh it was his birthday weekend they came down they saw eliza schlesinger the night before and then they saw the bruins that night and uh, they were getting stuff and he was getting a jersey in New Jersey uh, because it's his birthday weekend. And so he had two jerseys. He picked out a uh, pasta and he picked out a Swayman. And I just was like, you're going to tell me you're from Maine and you're not going to get Jeremy Swayman? Maine Black Bear Great? Jeremy Swayman? <laughs> by the end of our, uh, <laughs> by, by the time we got to like halfway through our line, he decided he was getting the Swayman hey heck yeah i did yeah and yeah yeah so so that is uh that was my part i contributed to that decision making uh i'm like yeah you got you're from me you gotta get swayman it only makes sense it only makes sense also speaking of uh maine yep uh one of the guys that listens to the podcast adam ramage from australia Yep. Is coming to Boston. He's going to, he said he's got tickets. He told me he's got tickets to the Bruins for the Eras Night versus Montreal. Ooh. But he's also got tickets for UMaine versus Colgate. That's Uh-oh. awesome. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was like the same night. Okay. Good. No, he's, it's not the same night. He's going to both. So he's going to both, he's going to two games, he's going to the Bruins game and then he's going to a UMaine game after. That is fantastic. Fantastic. So that's pretty dope. I hope he has a good time. I hope so too. Yes. Very, very good time. I hope so. That's oh, that's going to be a fun game because what's his name for the, the Canadians is like uh, taking names and numbers. Uh, they call wifi? him Wi-Fi. Yeah, Wi-Fi. But his name is like, what is it? Like, just, I don't say jack i don't know how to say his name wi-fi we'll just call him wi-fi uh anyway he's uh he is he's having a 
fighting around the world kind of contest. I think it's fun. Um, I mean, if you're not going to win a lot of games, you should be tough and you should be tough to be playing mm -hmm. against. So good for them. Uh, I I can't wait till someday we have like the true rivalry back. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's they always going to be a someone though. What was that? They just lost someone. Oh yeah, Kirby uh, Doc. Yeah, like uh, torn ACL and MCL, I think. Yep, that is unfortunate. Uh, I guess he's getting yeah. a second opinion on that, but uh, pretty much, I think uh, he's done for the season. But the good thing is, very repairable. He'll be back in time for next season. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, not in the days of Bobby Orr, who basically had his his career ended because of those things. He'll be fine when he comes back. Um, but it just sucks. It really sucks. So, with the roster. They reportedly sent Patrick Brown down, but he's kind of hanging around the team. And they're waiting for some cap clearance or cap space to build up, I guess, for Denton Heinen, who they might have yep. reported that he's released from his PTO, but he's not. But he's hanging around Boston because he wants to be on the team if they can fit him. So apparently from what I heard, Sweeney's asked him to to stick around for an amount of time. I guess it does, you know, they want to see how things shake out with Matty Potts and they want to see what they can do with the uh, uh, the cap because they don't have a lot of cap space right now. Everybody's feeling the pinch. Yeah, and you'll, you'll see a lot of uh, paper transactions probably between now and then as well where players are getting sent down and back up and things like that just to kind of gain cap space and stuff like that oh yeah i wouldn't be surprised if your uh your exempt players um had that going on between like now and thursday um to tell you the truth because you know they're not playing again until thursday yeah but uh yeah so that's that's what's going on with denton heinen so i know that there are people out there who want to know what's going on with denton heinen he's still around I think he still practices with the team. They're just waiting to be able to sign him. They don't have enough cap space right now to sign him to league min minimum. League minimum is like mm. 750 or something like that. They don't have that cap space right now. Even with like uh, AJ Greer, they were going to send his contract down to Providence. So yes, they're less one contract, but they didn't really save anything on that because he was going to be buried. Mm-hmm. So they just have to figure out what they want to do with that right now. And that's 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 what's happening. Not very exciting, but it is how it is. So I guess we should talk about what's coming up for uh, games. Tim, do you want to do that again this week? You were very entertaining yeah. last week. <laughs> yeah, let's let's see if we can we can do a little bit better than last time. My gosh. Um, I, uh... <laughs> I, I did, did my best. There we are. So yeah, we got, we got the dreaded uh, West Coast trip. So, you know, these games are late. They suck. Everyone hates them. And yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the gist of it. Uh, so, it's good, good, good uh, point. 
First, first off, we got on the nineteenth, we got Bruins versus the Sharks. The Sharks are currently o one and one with a singular point. Uh, that's going to be uh, at ten thirty p.m. on the NHL PP and ESPN Plus. Ed Nesson. And then Ed Nesson. Yep, it's a yeah, and, it's on Thursday. I don't know if you know. Yeah, that's that I'm hearing. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I just know the nineteenth was a day this week. I didn't know which day this week it was. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Tim, that's my whole life. Yes. <laughs> um. So I assume this next one is Saturday. Then, yes. uh, the twenty-first, uh, we got Bruins Kings, who are also o one and one with a singular point. Um. Also, um, at ten thirty p.m. Also on NHL, PP, ESPN Plus, and Nesson. Yep. Um, and then the very next day, the 22nd, we got Bruins Ducks. The Ducks are 1-1. One and one. They got two points. So they've got multiple points now. And that's at 8.30, which is a little bit better, um, even though it's a Sunday. And uh, that's on NHL Network. Yep, that's the only one. Apparently. Yep. That's annoying. It is annoying because Fucking not everybody it. has an NHL network. NHL network. Well, and we're gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I don't even know if I do, to be quite honest. Yeah, and I'm gonna say the next one because it's uh, it's the it's if we record on Monday, it's still maybe relevant. Um, on the 24th of October, which is Tuesday next week. Yep. They play the Blackhawks again at Chicago, and that's at 8.30 p.m. It's on ESPN and ESPN Plus, and that's also the day I'm getting a tooth removed. So, Yay! Yay! They better win. Well, Tim, I think your sacrifice will ensure a win. I'm hoping so. It's on ESPN and ESPN Plus, for those who wanted to know. 8.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Tim will be in La La Land, hopefully. I hope so. Yeah, I hope they give you lots of good painkillers. I hope so, too. That would be great. Just actually, wait a minute. I hope they give you enough painkillers, not lots. Enough so that you feel okay. And then um, you wean off of those and and everything. Because I don't want anybody, excuse me, to have a habit. You know? True. If you can avoid it. I just can't wait to get this tooth out of my face. Yes. Because... It's been bothering me for a couple months. And you will feel and awesome when that is gone. So, yeah. it's uh, And it's in an annoying place because it's the very last molar on the top, on my right side. Mm. It's just annoying. Yeah. yeah. We don't really need that one. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're going to feel better because it's, it's causing you pain. But I had to get mine removed because they were too big. And then, believe it or not, just the overall mouth like like my mouth just felt better i'm like oh my, my teeth got to spread out a little bit get some elbow room um so yeah it get, it's 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 great have yeah. fun you'll feel good you'll feel good yeah it's uh it'll it'll be nice and it's also really annoying because the right side of my mouth is the one that i normally eat with so eating with my left side for the last couple months has been really feels really weird yeah that's a yeah. good point well i'm glad that yeah. that day is coming 
so you can go back to being normal again. I I hope so too. I have another I have another doctor's appointment tomorrow because I think I may have ruptured one of my eardrums, so that's fun. Oh God. Yeah, I the on this weekend on my left ear, I noticed it was like bleeding and had like other liquid inside of it, and I was like, oh, that's probably not good. Um, so I made a doctor's appointment to come check it out, see what was going on. Well, good for you for getting that checked out. That's tomorrow. So tomorrow we'll figure out what the hell's going on with my ear. Yep. All right. Well, I hope it's not that serious, but I hope that, you know, I think with eardrums, you just got to let the thing grow back together. Yeah. Yeah. My eardrums have ruptured each side probably more than 10 times. Oh my Um, God. Yeah. Um, There's a reason why my hearing isn't good, but yeah, it, it, uh, just to watch out for the ear infection. So that's usually what you got to look out for. So they give you some antibiotics. Oh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, one, I I read something this week that said if you have hearing loss, mm-hmm. and uh, regardless of your age, if you have hearing loss, you should go and get hearing aids. Oh, because a uh, when people begin to lose their hearing and refuse to get hearing aids, it can cause dementia. Whoa. Yeah, it can be an an onset of dementia after that. So I have decided that uh, at some point in the near future, I'm going to get my hearing checked. And if I indeed need to get hearing aids because I've abused my ears for 50 years, I'm going to do it. Because you know what? I want to have this brain stay as sharp as it can possibly stay forever. Um, That's really weird that you say that because my mom had hearing aids and she didn't wear them very much, still doesn't wear them. And she had early Alzheimer's mm, diagnosis mm, like last year. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just telling you this information that I learned and I'm just, I'm imparting it to everybody who's listening um, there is no shame in using adaptive equipment. You know, for the longest time, I didn't want to get glasses. I, I wonder, I, I didn't want to get uh, glasses that were bifocals, right? Now they now they have progressive lenses, so you can't tell. But I didn't want to get those because I felt like I was too old. And guess what? I got them. And now I can actually see all the time. <laughs> Seeing is nice. Yes, so it's like adaptive equipment is not bad. If you have to use a cane, use a cane. You know, if you have to use a like a when those like walkers that you can sit in, use a walker that you can sit in. You know, maintain what you've got for as long as you can. Mm. And that is my advice because I am very wise in my advanced middle age. So yes. makes sense. There you go. Um, yes. So. With that, I think <laughs> I think we'll wrap things up. I mean, anybody have any parting thoughts on the Bruins? No, no, just happy that they're two and zero. Yep. Oh, we should probably actually do a quick prediction based on the games that uh, we have coming up this week, which were San Jose on Thursday, uh, L.A. Kings on Saturday, Anaheim on sunday and chicago on tuesday 
So how do you guys think that they're going to do? 3-0-1 with the one being the second half of the back-to-back. Okay, so Chicago or Anaheim? Uh, Anaheim, the second. Yeah, they're the second. Anaheim, oh, the second that, half of the back. That, you're right. I'm sorry. Still not thinking. <laughs> Possibly need a hearing aid. <laughs> um, I like your three zero and one, but I think it's going to be Chicago. That's the one. Nick. Likewise. Three and one lose to Chicago. Three three and one or three oh and one? Uh three and one. Three and one. And Chicago. Regular lose to Chicago. Chicago's goaltending is actually pretty good. <laughs> Considering they have Mrazic and some guy I've never heard of. Um Strong Bloom. Strong Bloom. I, I thought it was Soder Bloom. Soder Bloom. Soder Bloom. Soder Bloom, yeah. Because it made me think of soda going boom. So yeah, Soder Bloom. <laughs> All of them have save percentages above 930. I know it's only after three games, but I I, I did not predict that. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't have done that either, you know? So good for them. Good for them. I, I just want Uncle Nick Felino to be happy. I um, want other Uncle Nick to be happy too, but I don't think that... Chicago's goaltending is going to make you happy. So, you know, I, it, yeah, their goaltending doesn't really affect my life. Yeah, there you go. I think that's good. Don't let Chicago's goaltending affect your life. That's what we learned today. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. So, thank you for Absolutely. listening to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We know there are a lot of podcasts out there that you can listen to. uh, And we appreciate that you have lent your ears to ours. Uh, I'm not going to tell you where you can listen to us because you're already doing that. But I will tell you that you can contact us at Barely on Topic on Twitter or what it's now called, which I will not call it that. And Barely on Topic podcast on Facebook. Uh, and our individual ones, uh, I am at VA from RI. I got it this time. I got it this time. Nice. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Queen of Pies. I think there are underscores there. I, mean, I can't really remember. And same thing for threads. So there you go. I am at Tim A. Richardson everywhere on Twitter, on uh, threads, on Instagram. And Jeff is a Dr. Hand Grenade, I think, everywhere as well. I think so, yes. I am at Nick Baggio. Yeah. On on everything. On everything. Did you get any Venmo requests? <laughs> um, n- Not from people I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that w- I'm sorry, I left that really yeah. open-ended. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I, bu- I bought a hockey stick for my teammate and he he paid me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you bought it for him? I, I bought it on behalf of him. Oh, okay. It, I, I work in the town where there's a hockey shop. He I went on my lunch break and said, hey, the stick's right up your alley. He's like, yeah, buy it. I'll pay you back. Excellent. Uh, by the way, I wanted to say Pure Hockey is now a 
one of the on ice sponsors of uh of the Nesson broadcast. I noticed that the other day. We have a pure hockey shop in North Carolina now. Really? Yeah, it's in Raleigh. We have a pure hockey outlet mm. in Marlboro. It's not surprising. It's really just right down the street from the Super Center, which has like eight rinks. Mm-hmm. Next time you're in town, I'm going to show you that place. Awesome. We'll probably be in awe of that that whole complex. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. So, um, uh, uh, Tim? Thank you. 